Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for June 10th, 2018. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. And if you go to the blog right now, there are two match videos from last night's UFC 225 at the United Center in Chicago. Obviously, they are the women's matches, and we're going to talk a little, I'm going to talk a little bit about them right now. Uh, the one that was on the main card was Holly Holm versus Megan Anderson. And this fight here was hailed as the first non-title UFC featherweight bout. As if that's something to be proud of. I don't know. But, um, of course, Megan is uh, known for her days in Invicta. And uh, I think it's fair to say that she's unproven at the UFC level. And Holly is a much higher competition level than anyone that Megan had fought in the past. But I thought if Holly fought her usual fighting style, which is kind of, uh, you know, counter-punching, uh, not aggressive, and that sort of thing, that Megan could use her size advantage to win because, you know, she's taller and uh, she's probably more aggressive. And, and at first, it looked like that was going to happen. But after Megan got the better of some striking exchanges in round one, Holly neutralized her by controlling the clinch against the fence. Now, I didn't think much of that. I mean, that wasn't going to win Holly the fight. And, uh, you know, eventually the ref was going to have to break that up. But towards the end of the round, Holly went for a takedown. Now, that's not something that she normally does. She's a striker primarily because, of course, she's a championship caliber boxer. But she doesn't go for takedowns. Uh, and, you know, she didn't seem to know what to do when she got into top position. And for that reason, I scored round one 10-9 for Megan, only because she was effective striking early in the round. And I don't usually score clinching against the fence favorably. So I thought that, uh, you know, there was a little bit of stalling going on. And uh, so for that reason, I scored the round one. 10-9 uh, for Megan. The judges scored it the other way, but that's fine. I don't really care. Now, in, second, in the second and third round, Holly continued to go to the ground, and I thought if she continued to do that, she'd win the fight only because Megan was not prepared for that. I mean, it's not something Holly normally does. So I scored the second and third round the same, 10-9 for Holly, and I scored the fight 29-28. Now, two of the judges scored at 30-26, and the third scored to 27. I just don't think that either the second or especially the third round qualified for a 10-8. Uh, Holly did score some ground and pound. Uh, she really didn't come close to a finish. She doesn't seem to know what to do as far as submissions are concerned. So I think that's something the, she needs to work on uh, if she's going to continue to do that. And, and she actually joked about it in her post-fight interview. But uh, really, she needs to learn how to finish. Like, I thought if she'd got a finish or come close to a finish, that would have been great. But uh, she didn't do that, uh, you know. And uh, if she continues a diversified attack, you know, she could be champ again, you know. But if she goes back to her old style, I don't see that because, uh, uh, you know, she's going to have to fight uh, Amanda Nunez at, one, at some point. She says she wants to fight uh, bantamweight and featherweight. So I don't know. In the other uh, women's match, which was on the prelims, we had Claudia Gadella versus Carla Esparza, which is a strawweight bout. 
And uh, these are two fighters that are looking to get back into the strawweight title picture. Carla is coming off a bad loss to Jessica Andrade. And uh, Carla is a former champ who seems to be in decline after shoulder surgery. And um, I, round one, I thought Claudia won it 10-9. to 9. Uh, Carla's only significant offense was a right hand that wobbled Claudia. And at that particular exchange, uh, Claudia seemed to hurt her knee. And I think that affected her for the rest of the fight. Uh, I don't think that that punch was enough to give Carla the round. Um, you know, there's, uh, there's uh, some people who would say, oh, she stole the round. Eh, I don't think so. Not in this case. Now, that can happen, but I don't think it happened in this case. I think Carla had a, Claudia had enough of an advantage for the rest of the round that I don't think it was relevant. And I also thought Claudia won round two. Uh, but by the end of round two, it looked like the knee injury had slowed her down quite a bit. Claudia has had endurance issues in the past. And uh, Carla clearly won round three. The bottom line is that she needed a finish to win the fight. Uh, you can't count on a 10-8, and I don't think she did enough to get a 10-8. Uh, uh, so I scored the fight 29-28 for Claudia. Uh, Claudia uh, won the fight by split decision. Two of the judges scored it the same way that I did, 29-28. But the third judge scored it 29-28 for Carla. And... Uh, you know, I looked at the scorecards, and one might think that he would have given Carla round one, but he didn't. He gave her round two. Eh, I don't know what he saw. I mean, I couldn't even tell you. Now, I know that there were fans out there who thought Carla won the fight, or it was at least a draw, and the crowd booed the decision. But I just thought uh, Carla lost the first two rounds, and she really needed a finish in round three, and she just didn't do enough to win, okay? Uh, I did not think that round three was a 10-8. I know some people did, but I did not. And, uh, you know, she just needed to, a finish, and she didn't get it. Uh, Claudia was clearly struggling in round three, and so really, I don't know why Carla either didn't go a fit for a finish or Claudia really defended it pretty well. It's hard to say, but sh that's what she needed. And she didn't get it. So is Claudia back in the title picture? Uh, I don't really think so, but we'll see what's going on with her knee. Uh, she went to the hospital for MRI last night. Okay. The other uh, UFC thing announced was that uh, Ronda Rousey is going into the Hall of Fame next month. And uh, that's fine. She's, uh, I would consider her a pioneer in women's MMA, especially as it relates to uh, the UFC. However... I also think, think some uh, other pioneers of women's MMA should go into the UFC Hall of Fame as well, despite the fact that they never fought for the UFC. And the three names I'm going to particularly bring up are Megumi Fuji, Tara La Rosa, Marlus Kunin. And I think all three of those should be in the UFC Hall of Fame based on what they did for women's MMA. And that's, that's really all I have to say about that. Okay, yesterday they had the, uh, uh, yesterday was Jules, Deep Jewels, I'll be all right, Deep Jewels 20 at um, uh, Shinjuku Face in Tokyo. And uh, it looks like it was kind of a blah show. The main event had um, uh, Emi Tomomatsu, who's a veteran, facing Korean uh, Jung Un Park. 
Um, it's not a main event fight, okay? Uh, Emmy is, uh, as we all know, she's a veteran fighter. She used to be a pro wrestler at one time, uh, but she's been a fighter for a long time. Um, her record is something like going into the fight was like 13 and 12. So is that somebody you want getting a title shot? I mean, <laughs> she's been around a long time. That doesn't mean she's any good, right? And her, her opponent here, the, the Korean, she's much better. She was like 3-3-1. Three, three, and one. She actually lost to Deep Jewel's strawweight champ, Mina Kurobe, in December. So, and, and in fact, all her losses were to Japanese fighters. It's not a main event, okay? It really isn't. So the fight itself, uh, uh, Park won by unanimous decision. It was not a dominant performance. She basically outpointed Emmy, and now she's going to get a title shot. I, I just, she shouldn't be given this opportunity in the first place. All right. So uh, then we had where King Rena was on the show, and uh, she uh, easily beat uh, Korean kickboxer Yoon Ji Choi uh, for, by TKO in round one. You know, you, it was Yoon, Yoon Ji Choi's MMA debut, right? So uh, what did they even do it for? It, it's, it was a waste of time. And I mean, I guess the only point of it was that after the fight, Rina stared at uh, Ryzen owner Sakagabara, and uh, he decided he's going to book her on the August Ryzen show. So that's really what that was about. And then we had Kana Watanabe uh, versus Yukari Nob in a rematch from a couple of months ago. Uh, that match was a draw. This one was going to be three five-minute rounds, but it also kind of had questions behind it. You know, the Deep Jewels has big plans for Kana because of her looks. She has a, a extensive judo background, but she needs to be dominant. And in this particular case, she squeaked out a win. It's just not enough. Uh, she won by majority decision because Yukari got a yellow card for grabbing the ropes. So I've never believed that um, any fight should be decided by a penalty, but obviously Yukari probably would have won, or at least would have been a draw, if she hadn't got that penalty. So my suspicion is there will be a third match, um, but uh, you know, Kana is starting to lose her luster, you might say. Okay, then we have uh, Shizuka Sugiyama, uh, against Sachiko Fujimori. Shizuka is a veteran. Uh, she's been around for several years. She's a pretty girl, but a mediocre fighter. And now, if she was good, she'd be a big star because of her looks, especially in Japan. But she's not. Now, Sachiko is like in her 40s, and she basically came out of retirement for this fight. Okay, because I guess they don't have anybody else uh, to face uh, Shizuka, who is a um, flyweight. And, um, you know, she, Shizuka won by unanimous decision. I mean, she beat somebody who really shouldn't be fighting anymore. And that's really what it, uh, what it comes down to. Uh, Hikaru Ono. Uh, Aono won over Mozuki Farus by unanimous decision. Farus is a teenager. She's still in high school, and her record is now 2-4. and four. So what does that tell you? Then we had idol-turned-fighter Nanaka Kawamura, uh, who um, missed weight, actually. 
She won over Momoko Yamazaki by TKO. It was a body punch in 39 seconds of round one. Though that might seem impressive, uh, Momoko is a club hostess making her pro MMA debut, so maybe it wasn't that impressive. Uh, I don't know. Here's the deal about uh, Nanaka. She doesn't need to be a fighter, okay? If she's struggling, why would she continue? And there were two other fights on the show. Uh, Yuko Sa Saito beat veteran kickboxer Jet Azumi by unanimous decision. Uh, Jet is actually a pretty good kickboxer, but she isn't any good at MMA. Never has been. And in the opener, Mao won her MMA debut by unanimous decision over Ryu the, Ryo the Skywalker. And it just it seems to me there was a lot of filler on this show, and it kind of... Um, it kind of reinforces what I've been saying for a couple of years that really Deep Jewels needs to close and put the decent matches on Deep Shows. There does not need to be a separate company. They don't have enough talent to support it. And, you know, I think just stubbornness, you know, forces, you know, makes them continue uh, with Deep Jewels. Okay, that's it for today. Uh, not sure when I'll be back for the next one, uh, possibly in a couple of days. Uh, don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. You can leave a message on the podcast, and I'll be more than happy to answer any questions you might have. And you can subscribe to the blog at uh, Google Play Music and also iTunes. So have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you later.